The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet of up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. When you're sweating out your bets, remember to take some time to chill and grab the perfect cold refreshment, Coors Light. And finally, we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is home to the Best Ball Mania 2 contest where you can win a million dollars. That's right, a million dollars. Sign up now at underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Howdy-ho, Degenerinos. The MMA Gambling Podcast is back in your ear holes on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I will be your host, Jeff Fox. I write and edit over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com, as well as writing, editing, running MMA-manifesto.com. Thanks for listening. If you are listening on our MMA Gambling Podcast feed, thank you. If you're listening on the main Sports Gambling Podcast feed, please make sure you sign up to our MMA Gambling Podcast feed. Like I said, eventually the plan is for us just to just go out on that feed only. Still be part of the Sports Gambling Podcast family, but only be on, on the one feed. Um, so make sure you subscribe over MMA Gambling Podcast. And if you want to give us a nice review, only uh, five-star reviews are, are, are required. If you like to do that, that's great. And only positive reviews, obviously, about me, uh, my associate co-host. It, it's what... Whatever you feel about him is up to you. I'm not going to press you either way. But uh, if you want to give him a bad review, that's perfectly fine with me. Uh, speaking of him, um, he uh, suggests every episode, uh, as you hardcore know, or is uh, dedicated after a player that wears the number of the episode. I know it's very, uh, very unique idea. So this is episode 41. Uh, he insisted that this episode goes out to NBA legend Dirk Nowitzki, which uh, since we do have German listeners, they will be probably happy to hear it. Um, I'm going to break my rule. I'm going to let him speak before I introduce him so he can explain to us why this has to go out to Dirk Nowitzki. Go right ahead. Well, it's got to go out to Dirk Nowitzki, A, because I've, I've got his bobblehead hanging out behind me every single time we record. So I, I've got that just chilling there, the 41 hanging over my shoulder. And B, also, you've got to give it up to a dude who's that awkward in both uh, social skills and on a basketball court and still manages to be top 10 all-time in points. There you go. There you go. Okay, you're not allowed to speak again now. I am uh, I am blocking you from speaking. So uh, the rule is he's not allowed to speak until he's introduced, but I did need an explanation there. So uh, some of you may have thought that we would take, since the UFC is taking this weekend off and pretty much everybody's taking this weekend off, that we would take – uh, this weekend off as well, but no, here we are uh, back again. What we're actually going to talk about, who knows? But we're here regardless. Um, like I said, there's no UFC this weekend. There's basically nothing this weekend. I guess you, I'm a Canadian, but I, we just had a long weekend. I guess you Americans have one coming up uh, this coming weekend, so everything is shutting down. Um, but well, there's always plenty to talk about, and uh, when it comes to the degenerate uh, pastime of betting on uh, people fist fighting one another, so. I think I've had enough talking, so let's introduce the man whose voice you just heard. Uh, he would be 
the associate co-host here. He is the host of Top Turtle MMA podcast. He's the host of the Prelim Picker podcast. He writes for me over at MMA-Manifesto.com. He writes for us at SportsGamblingPodcast.com. He writes for a bunch of other places. Um, I have no witty uh, dig or insult for him this week, so we'll let him off the hook easy. We'll just say his name is Daniel Gumby Vreeland. Wow. We, we've got all of a show to fill, and I've got mm-hmm. the shortest mention maybe of all time. Like yep. maybe I know. Yeah, it's, I, I, I'm in shock. I, I don't I don't have anything to say, and maybe yep. that's more problematic. That is one of the <laughs> goals here is to uh, keep Dan on his toes, and so you never know when I'm going to have – a long intro, and when I'm not, I don't even know, Dan, these things just happen. So uh, I wanted to get you in early because I uh, wanted to ask you, is there any MMA going on this weekend worth paying attention to at all or worth gambling on at all? Well, I have not seen any listed anywhere, but you follow every promotion in the world, so maybe not. Of course, there's actually two events that I've got my eyes on this weekend because the usuals are, are not there, right? Like, uh, obviously, the UFC's on a break, Bellator's on a break, PFL's on a break. Uh, I think 1FC's on a break. I don't even watch 1FC all that often. I don't see any CES or Cage Titans or LFA. But the two that stuck out to me, XFC, which been a, a nice little promotion, I believe, out of, is it out of Iowa, Des Moines, Iowa. Um, but it airs on Fox Sports 2 here in the States. Uh, I don't know if it airs at all in Canada. But it is uh, actually like fairly well televised and fairly easy to get your eyes on here uh, in the U.S. And it's being headlined by a pair of... Uh, UFC veterans, Andre Sukumta, who is a New England boy, so obviously I've got a sweet spot for him, is fighting Jose Alberto Quinanez, um, who was recently released from the UFC. Kurt Holobaw's on the card. Yep. There's a couple of other decent prospecty uh, texts that I like. There's a guy named Tom O'Connor who's fighting uh, there. He's a 155-pounder who's gotten a whole bunch of finishes lately. Canadian folk like you like, although... He's, from, oh, he's nice. from he's from Lethbridge, Alberta. Do you know where Lethbridge, Alberta yes. is? <laughs> I do. I, I have not haven't been that far west, but I do know where, I do know all about Lethbridge. I think they make hockey players there. Oh yeah, so not MMA fighters usually, but just <laughs> hockey players. And then the other one is yeah. is, is Fight Pass is going to have Cage Fury fighting championship CFFC, um, which you've probably seen that name there, you know, multiple times. They constantly are putting on good fights. There's actually two people I got my eye on in this. The main event has got uh, Jamel Jones in it, who was, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm putting the intern on it right now, on the Contender Series once. Um, he may have lost to somebody in a second. He was on the Contender Series. He lost to big, slow Mike Rodriguez, um, which is, you know, no shame in that one. Lost by flying knee. Um, he was also on the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, he didn't get into the house, but he was in a... Uh, qualifying fight. He, since then, has rattled off. I mean, he's won uh, four out of his last five fights with only a loss to William Knight um, and a couple of first-round knockouts. So he's, like, right there on the... It's always kind of fun. And the other one I've I've been watching for a long time on the regional circuit is a guy named Chris Mutino, um, who is from Milford, Massachusetts. Um, I, actually, hey. I actually was at his pro debut, CES 38, uh, in 2016. Um, and I think I actually saw him fight on the regionals uh, before he turned pro, but I, I can't remember the exact event. But I do remember being at his debut, and I've seen him a whole bunch of other times. Um, it, he just got done finishing, like, Shale Sonnen's prodigy, the guy that Shale Sonnen loves so much. Um, he knocked him clean out in uh, the last CES event. He's like a CES regular. I think most of his pro career, if not all of it, has been in CES. So he's kind of a fun guy to watch, too. So 
Yeah, uh, CES or uh, CFFC rather uh, MMA has got a good show going on as well as um, XFC. See, that's why I introduced uh, you early. See that you you actually had. I, I uh, did have. You actually, yeah. <laughs> you, you actually always. I shouldn't be surprised. You always contribute, but yeah, you actually uh, came through in the clutch, and you you killed some time. This this episode's all about just killing time. That can um, that can be the tag on the episode this time. Killing exactly. time to more yeah, UFC. Killing time between ad reads, as my son thinks it's all just ad reads anyhow. So yes. Um, but more importantly, can you bet on any of these events? Uh, do you see odds anymore, or have you not checked? I have seen odds on XFC in the past. Um, I haven't yeah, seen them. Yeah, I have in the past. I yeah. haven't seen them posted yet, but they, they do pop up, so you got to keep an eye out for those. Um, I, I Generally, what I'm finding lately is if it's going to be on Fight Pass, if it's going to be on UFC's Fight Pass, typically somebody picks up the odds, and I, I don't know where you got to find odds for that or what sports books you got to belong to or what to find odds but yeah there's oh oh and i didn't mention combate global too damn it um that one's always got odds posted places too that they're doing a one-night tournament it's the guy who Uh. invented the ufc is owns that company now um campbell mclaren he's very harsh on media members who don't mention him so maybe it's good i got my mentions in yeah Um, exactly you've had him on the show i think have you not uh no other other our davies yeah no, yeah. they're doing yeah, they're okay. doing a one night bantamweight tournament with a whole bunch of guys who just go in and slug, which is uh, super fun. I think it's an eight person one with a whole bunch of alternates too, and there's a UFC vet in there too. I'm trying to remember which one it is. Putting the intern on. Oh, Noelle Hernandez, uh, who did look good in the UFC. He looked really freaking awful, but uh, he's back now. Uh, he lost to Jack Shore and, and Marlon Vera, so I guess there's no shame in that. Um, no, but uh, yeah. So, so uh, watch Combate Global as well. There you go. Amazing. See? Dan knows his stuff. I'm, I'm thinking, speaking of upcoming event stuff, maybe we'll we'll um, give everyone a quick preview of what uh, we've got in UFC has in store for us for uh, the rest of the summer. There's some big fights on the horizon. Uh, maybe make quick picks for all of them. And then I think uh, this is time to to hit pause and and take a look at uh, our results and if there's anything that we can do to improve the results for our picks and obviously for the listeners who are, I assume, following our advice and gambling 100 bucks on every fight mm-hmm. and they're down thousands of dollars right now and they're <laughs> the significant others and family are struggling now because of us. So um, I can always help. That's, what, uh, that's what's happening out there. Before we get to that, let me tell you about WinBet. WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games. Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today, and you'll receive a special offer up to $500 risk-free sports bet. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. All right. Hopefully you didn't bet on my sons last night, because despite me wearing a son's jersey end, Phoenix Sun socks. They lost to the Lakers because the Lakers are cheaters and they hurt Chris Paul. And now Chris Paul can't play properly. So. How old Anyhow. is Chris Paul now? Uh, <laughs> older than you. Yeah. Younger than me. Uh, okay. which, that gives you a rough age, Rach. Thirty-six. Thirty. He just turned thirty-six. That is, uh, that is older than me. That is older than yeah, me. There you go. Sadly, it's older than Dan. All right, what do we got on the horizon? Next week, we, we talked about this card a bit. It's it's a pretty uh, decent card, mostly because we got a lot of uh, tricky guys in it. Tricky guys for life. It would be Fight Night Rosenstruck versus Sakai. Main event, we've got a a loose chunky guy, <laughs> Augustus, Augustus Tyson, a thick boy. Um, I wouldn't really call him chunky. I would call him thick. 
I think the kids spell it T H I C C. Is that right, Dan? I I wouldn't know, but you, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely younger, but I ain't that much younger. I, I think they spell it that way. Um, anyhow, he, he's a thick boy. Um, someone's spouse may have even uh, mentioned how thick he was once. I, I remember. Oh yeah, she, uh, she, that, my, my wife pointed out that he has a donk. <laughs> exactly. So anyhow, um, we'll stop uh, objectifying these these men's bodies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the fight, uh, Rosa Strike is a, surprisingly he's only a small um, favorite in this one. Minus one fifteen uh, is the best I, I've seen around for him, and you can get Sakai around plus one hundred eight. Uh, I really like Rosenstrike at this at this price. Um, I, I think he's he's just the better fighter, and uh, despite losing his last fight, I think he's gonna gonna pick apart Sakai. Maybe not pick him apart, but he's gonna beat him. Yeah, I, I think so too. I, I think the problem here is just the hesitancy. I, I think that that's what people are a little worried about with right. him because in that yeah. in that last fight with Surreal Gain, he he had a real a lot of trouble getting anything going, and he didn't seem in any urgent matter to get it going right like he, he was just kind of waiting for a surreal game to make a mistake and surreal is, is really tactical and careful and I, I think you'll also find that to get out of Gusto Sakai too right like Gusto Sakai takes his time and doesn't rush in like you know, like think about the fight with Blago Ivanov where they just kind of it was like a standoff for for 15 minutes um and, and to some extent with Andre Arlovsky he did that with he just let Arlovsky and him just kind of you know, did their thing and were there for a while. So, yeah, I I also like Rosenstreich in this one. I think he's probably going to punch Sakai's head clean off of his body. Um, but also, in the same sense, I, I am a, I do get the line at the very least. Yep. Um, yeah, and I like it. It's it's a good line. We'll obviously give you more in two episodes when we break this down next, next week. But, um should be a fun fight, and there's also, obviously, uh, we went through it last episode, but there's other fun fights on this on this card. Is there another fight that jumps off this card that you like, either from a fun perspective or a betting perspective? Yeah, well, from a perspective of I would hate to see either of the fighters lose, I love both Yusuf Zalal and Sean Woodson as prospects. They, they started so hot. Right, yeah. Both of them kind of took a step back. And I was hoping for both of them to get, like, decent bounce-back fights, and they did, but against each other. So now I'm going to watch right. Now I'm gonna watch one of them on a bad enough losing streak that he'll probably get cut. Um, and and I, it's so hard to pick somebody in that one. That one's going to cause me a lot of anguish. I will also say I'm really excited to see what Miguel Baeza does against Santiago Ponzinibbio. Like, Baeza is one of those guys who is, like, a hot up-and-comer, um, you know, not super young, but like fairly young. You know, he's in his late twenties, um, and and has looked just like he could absolutely murder everybody he's fought so far. So, um, including Takashi Sato last time out, he knocked out Matt Brown. Like Santiago Ponzinibbio is like the right step up for him. So yeah, I'm excited for that one as well. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a fun fight card. Um, for those fights Dan mentioned, we got. Baez is minus one eighteen currently against Ponzinibbio, and Woodson's minus one seventy five. That seems a little high for me against Zalal, or am I overlooking something here? I, I think you're right. I think the problem there is that Zalal has, you know, no offense to Yusuf Zalal, because I love Yusuf Zalal. He'll also be on my show later. This, uh, this <laughs> there you go. That's why I listen to this. He's probably already on Top Turtle along with Alan Joban, so make sure you go check with him too. Um, the problem for him is I think he's looked uh, rough in the last two against guys who could outstrike him. Um, yeah. in, in Ilya Chapuria and Sungwoo Choi. And, and, like, both of those guys, you know, could outstrike him. He, he outgrappled the other guys he beat, 
So, you know, like he's losing to strikers and beating grapplers. So when you put him in there with a striker, I think, um, you know, not to oversimplify the, the fight in that way, but I, I think that's probably where the odds maker are at on that one. Um, and, and if you look at it, uh, Sean Woodson's loss, which it's kind of unfortunate, he lost it to, to Juicy J in a pick that I promise we got wrong because I was shitting all over Juicy J. Um, yeah. But in that fight, he looked like he was in control too until he just kind of got stunned and choked out. So um, if they don't think Yusuf Salal can tag him, I get why that those odds are almost negative 200. Yep. Very true. Um, and then the UFC Octagon goes on the road again, uh, June 12th, uh, to Glendale, Arizona, the suburbs of Phoenix, where they'll be celebrating uh, them their recent defeat of the Lakers in the series, and they'll probably be well into, what, the Western Conference Finals by then. Um, at the Gila Re- River Arena, This listen to the UFC 263. This is a pretty stacked card. We got... Uh, Israel Adesanya versus Marvin Matori in a rematch for this time for the middleweight title. We've got Davison Figueredo versus Brandon Moreno in a rematch for the flyweight title. We've got Leon Edwards versus Nate Diaz. We've got Demi Maya versus Bilal Muhammad. Uh, Paul Craig versus Jamahal Hill. That's that's the main card. Um, I love the way that others, you say no, Jamahal still. Jamahal, <laughs> Jamahal. Like, you're like, there's no way that says Jamal. Well, that's how it's spelled. That's how it's spelled. If they, if they don't spell their names properly, I'm going to say it how it's spelled. I'm, I'm 100% so positive spelled Jamal, Jamal properly. <laughs> I know. Well, they should have they spent it Jamal. Spelt it as Jamal. There's various ways to spell Jamal. None of them have an H in it. Yeah. As far as I know, but. Regardless, um, or a third A. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, let me see. Dan's professional girlfriend Laura Murphy is fighting versus John Calderwood. Um, I love Calderwood too, for the record. <laughs> oh, it's true. Yeah, it's gonna be a tough one for you to pick. Yeah, this is a this is a pretty stacked fight. There's and I'm skipping over a bunch of fights. Not to bore you and list off all thirteen or fifteen fights or whatever. This is a pretty stacked fight card. You're missing um, the biggest event. part though. Before we get to the main okay. event. Go ahead. Remarkable, Go ahead. chunky guy matchup. Remarkable. Oh, Let me see. Uh, Carlos da, da, Felipe, da, 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 da. Jake Collier is like a chunky guy matchup. Oh, yeah, there it is. Add end is. all chunky guy matchups. That is hashtag chunky guys out the wazoo. <laughs> this is going to – this could be a fight card of the year for us. Um, it's got everything you could possibly want in it. Does it have anyone you hate, though, that oh, you want to see? Get, There's got to be somebody who I want to see just get... Chase Hooper? Do you hate no, that No, I actually love Chase Hooper. Like, yeah, yeah he's, he's a good guy. He's one of those ones who's hype, extra hyped and I don't want to see his head get kicked off. Okay. Um, um, who who could... Let me see who could Dan could possibly no, I hate. I think I like all of these people. No, but... Boring. Always. I mean, I want to see. I, I want to see Nate Diaz's head get punched off. This is maybe. Yeah, this is maybe a hot take, but I don't like the yep. Diaz brothers all that much. Like, no. I'm not a over overhyped. Yeah, overhyped, and I can't. So I guess yeah, you could use that one. You you could use. I, I hope Leon Edwards scores a big knockout, but I even feel uh, like, yeah. I feel like an yeah. asshole saying those words out loud. Well, hey. Um, Nate Diaz is good for business, though, Dan, so we can't totally hate him, but wanting him to get beat up is fine, because with the Diaz brothers, it doesn't matter if they win or lose. Uh, it doesn't hurt their stock whatsoever, so you can actively cheer for them to lose while also uh, hoping they make you money uh, via ad traffic on your website. Okay, that's all I'm saying. So, um, main event is uh, Israel Adesanya versus Marvin Matori, as I said, in the um, rematch, Vittori gave up until uh, Adesanya's last fight where he got beat by Jan Blakowicz. Vittori um, 
most people say gave him his hardest fight. Uh, it was a split decision victory. Um, and when was that? It wasn't just a couple years ago. It wasn't too long ago. It was Poirier versus Gaethje, whenever that was. Dan, Dan will know because he remembers everything. No, when did, when I'm, was I'm, that, that's the one Gaethje? thing I will say. I'm really bad with dates. Dates are not my uh, thing. Uh, I can tell you who fought who in what crazy organizations yeah. they fought in. But if, if that was Israel Adesanya's first fight, he, if I'm not mistaken, he debuted in 2018. It, it was the second fight, sorry. Oh, so he debuted in 2018, so it's got to be right around 2018. Yep. Is my yep. guess. April 14th, 2018, a day before my wife's birthday. April 14th, so there you go. Um, and do you know Israel Adesanya's full name, Dan? Now that I'm on oh, his Wikipedia he, He's page? got seven names, right? Like, am I, yeah. yeah, so I don't know the full one, Israel, but I know there's a lot of them. Israel, you, you like me saying names. So you go, Israel Mobologi, Tamatayo, Odunayo, Odunayo, we'll say, Olawafimi, Olalabi, Adesanya. That's, he, should go with all, he should go with all those names. That would be amazing. It would be really great to hear Bruce Buffer or uh, actually, I'm not going to say Bruce Buffer. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say his favorite. Yeah, I want to hear Joe Martinez do it because Joe Martinez uh, does accents better than Bruce Buffer. Um, especially Joe Martinez does Dan, the uh, opening for Dan's Top Turtle Podcast. Yeah, that's, okay, full, dis- full disclosure. Dan's totally uh, – totally, um, Doing it again. Yeah, I, I'm a little biased because hey, if you if you agree <laughs> to do the bumper to kick off my show, uh, you automatically become the best announcer. I also picked him; exactly. like he's a better announcer to do the opener. <laughs> That's true. Um, either Adesanya should go by his full name or should go by the initials I M T O O O A. That would be better. <laughs> do you think that's gonna catch on? Like, that's his do, initials. Do you think that's gonna catch on like GSP? Yeah, I M T O O O A. You could it could be like a cheerleader. I could I could hear cheerleaders doing yeah, that. Yeah, sure. Why I-M-T-O-O-O-A. not? I M T O O O O A. All right. Um, there there is our first serious sidetrack of of the podcast. Um, all right. So, I think we probably already done the guess the odds for this fight, or have we not? Do you remember? I don't think we have. Cause... All right. Well, what, what are the what are the current odds then? What are you getting Israel Adesanya for? It's got to be it's got to be right around negative two hundred, right? Like yeah, minus two fifty looks like about where it is. Yeah, that, that's um, a little up, wider, but like yeah, right around there. Yeah, up, anywhere from minus two forty nine up to minus two seventy. Um, yeah, I, I don't see the rematch being any different than the first fight. There's probably a good bounce back for Adesanya after his first career loss. Um, I think he gets by Vittori. Yeah, I, I do too. Yeah. I'm, um, so Izzy is one of those guys who, you know, I, I put in that category as until he gets beat by somebody in his weight class, I'm not going to pick against him. Um, he, he just really impresses me whenever he's in there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going with him as well. There you go. And then the other rematch, uh, Figueredo versus Moreno. The first one was a draw. Um, was it a majority draw? Was it a – do you remember a split draw? What was it? I think it was a un- – Was it something fancy? I think it was a unanimous, unanimous draw. draw, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It says majority draw. There we go. Um, oh, just- Wikipedia is net- Wikipedia never lies. So it was a majority draw, apparently. So, um, But, yeah, it was – uh, where do you see the odds for this one? I, I think it's probably a little bit closer than Izzy because their first fight was a draw. But I also think Figueredo should be a healthy enough favorite because – uh, he he won that fight, if not for a dick kick. Um, so I'm gonna say negative 175. There was a good one of those in the Suns game last night, by the a way. A good dick kick, right at the starting. <laughs> yes, right at the starting. You got a game. gift I for it that it. you can send to me? Uh, I, oh yeah, that's right for your phone. He, this weirdo. He, Dan's probably gonna end up being a serial killer, <laughs> and if he isn't already, um, he's definitely on that path. 
because um, he has a lot of odd pictures of men being injured on his phone. I, I don't know if he has ladies. I don't want to know, but it's mostly, uh, from what I hear, it's men. But, um, yes, uh, Anthony Davis kicked Jay Crowder accidentally, of course. Yeah, sure, um, to start the game. But uh, you guess what? Sorry, 175, <laughs> yeah. I think you said. Yeah, one, it's uh, minus two. Usually minus 250 looks like okay. where it is. And that sounds, seems about right to me. I would uh, – I see Figueredo winning the rematch. Yeah, I, I think so too. He he's gonna have to face somebody who's gonna pretty seriously out grapple him in order to beat him right now. Because yeah. I think he he just punches too hard and is a little bit too crisp on the feet for me to, you know. I, I stand by my statement from man probably December or whenever that fight happened, where I think Alex Perez is probably the worst stylistic matchup for him right now. Uh, just because he's got good wrestling and could take him down. And as long as he doesn't stick his head in the guillotine again, he'd probably be uh, better suited for that fight. Um, but, yeah, like he, he's not going to get outstruck by somebody like Brandon Moreno. Let that be a lesson to any youth out there listening. Never stick your head in a guillotine. Um, <laughs> seems, don't talk to strangers. So, don't stick your so head obvious. in like, <laughs> I know, but, hey, we see it happen almost every event, right? Stick People sticking their heads in guillotines. Um, what about Edwards Diaz? I, is this... This is only three rounds. No, now, it's or five is, still. It's still gonna be still gonna be five. Gonna be five. <laughs> Long ass event. Oh, <laughs> I mean, oh, great. That's good. Uh, <laughs> um, it's going to go into the decision. I think you can probably bet on that. Do you agree with that? Yes, probably. Yes. All right. Well, what do you uh, what what are you getting back for Leon Edwards if you want to bet him, or what do you have to bet I mean, I, to get a hundred bucks back for him? I I. I... Wait, so he left? He's a favorite. Oh, I shouldn't Ooh, have. You gave that away because uh, I yes. I figured the casual money coming in on Nate Diaz was probably too silly. So, um, if he's a I'll t- favorite, I'll tell you what it opened at. How's that? Sure, uh, I'll give sure, you sure. it opened. Uh, so you interrupted. It opened at minus two seventy five for Edwards, minus two twenty for Diaz. Okay, so that's a, where is it now? That had to have come down pretty substantially. I'll say negative. 175 again for for minus for for, sorry, Ed, I'm jumping for, Ed, all over for Edwards. No, you're good. You're and you're not because you, that was a horrible guess. Minus 450. Wait, the money's up coming minus, in on Leon Edwards? Yes, up to minus 500. Explain this, Dan. I, Explain this to our listeners. You're you're the analyst of the uh of the podcast. It pretty Dan. much goes <laughs> against everything we've ever said about odds exactly. and popularity cuz Leon Edwards has I I don't mean to be mean. If you're a Leon Edwards fan, God bless you, but he doesn't have any, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Like, there, there's nobody out um, there, right? Like, it, it, like, uh, hit at, at me at Twitter if you are. I'm at Gubby Freeland. If you're listening to this show right now and you are actively a Leon Edwards mark uh, and you love Leon Edwards, you have an undying passion for him and you would bet him in any circumstance. At, at me, just let me know that you exist. At Gumby Vreeland, everyone, not me. Because um, I know we have British listeners. We have UK listeners, so you, you may get a, a few people. But am I, um, but am I wrong in saying Brit. that I don't think that even, like, the Brit like, – like, and, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't have my finger on the pulse. I feel like he's not even who, who UK listeners back, right? Like, he's not their guy. Like, Arnold, yeah, Arnold Allen not. is their guy. Or Michael Bisping. The Almighty. Well, he's Almighty. And Michael Bisping was their guy. And, like right. – Patty the Batty Pimblet is their guy, or like you know, even Molly McCann is is their gal. Like, I just feel like there isn't that like rallying cry for England behind Leon Edwards. 
All right, there we go. There's at least one person that gets cropped on by Dan every episode, and I think it's Rocky, Leon Rocky Everett's this episode. And he's been a guest of my show. Oh, there you, I don't, really? Yeah, hmm, couple, must have been a while ago, times. I don't remember that. Wow, that's, that, any fighters listening in, make sure you don't go on Top Turtle Podcast, <laughs> because behind your back, Dan will be very, very mean to you. Very, very mean. Um, that, that actually might be a good segue to s- someone who's not mean to you. That would be Coors Light, everybody. Do you ever feel like you're always on? Actually, no. I'm going to read this one instead. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. What if you're beasting 25-8 or whatever he says instead of 24-7? It's Coors Light. Isn't that it, beasting 25-8? Corey Corey Anderson was... The worst nickname in the history of MMA, <laughs> Beaston twenty five eight. He has since changed it to overtime, which Nick, I think gets to the point good. a little bit better than Beaston twenty five eight. Well, regardless, Coors Lights for the beer for him, even if he's <laughs> on on twenty five eight, uh, he, he can still uh, he can still use uh, Coors Light, which is for people who are on twenty four seven. Mountain Cold Refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is. Cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, not the baseball team. Perfect for a moment to unwind. So, Coors Light is one I choose when I need to unwind. So, when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look, delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Light Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate responsibly. All right. Um, now we make fun of Corey Anderson too. It's great. We make fun of people who have nothing to do with what we're talking about always too, which is which is fun. And, and, um, and Corey Anderson's hmm. a nice guy too. <laughs> exactly, he is. But beast, he, he beasts twenty five. He's a beast, guys. A savage. All right. June nineteenth is the next event, and that uh, main event is Chan Sung Jun, the Korean Zombie, versus Dan Ige. What do you think the odds are? That's a nice featherweight battle. Where are you thinking the odds are in this one? Uh, I got to imagine that uh, we're talking Korean zombie on top, negative 150. Uh, minus 110 you can get him Ooh, for. Anywhere from minus one, yeah, minus 110 to minus 125. Um, I don't really have a breakdown of this in my head. Do you have a quick no. snapshot of this, how this fight's going to no. play out? Or not no, point, I, right? I don't have anything to say about this one particularly, but I do have to say – this fight card has got some fun ones on it too, though. I was Alexi Olyanik versus Sergey Spivak. There we go. <laughs> yeah, old guys and chunky guys. That wasn't right the one I was thinking of, but I was thinking right. of uh, the the return of Kanako Murata has got me really excited because I'm a big Murata really? believer. Yeah, I I think she's like she's like a future top five possible title challenger at uh, strawweight. I, I mean, like she's. The only thing that could hold her back is she's, like, short and has literally, like, the smallest reach in the history of the UFC. But, like, she's an absolute juggernaut with her wrestling. So, I, I think she's, she's a beast. Yeah, she's a she's a beast. She's a savage, all that kind of stuff. Um, and she's, like, also not afraid to grapple with grapplers, which I also uh, really enjoy because she's going to be grappling uh, during a Dan yes. Roba, which, I mean, like, I think that's... She just lost her. Yeah, she lost her a good grappler, yeah. right. So, like, it, it's going to be fun. And also... Um, the, we talked about the Chunky Olympics earlier uh, on the show. Yep. Uh, this one, better even Chunky guy fight between Josh Parisian and Roque Martinez, who are... Oh, right, yes, ooh, yes, yes. That's, I mean, that's back to... Was that back-to-back weeks of good Chunky? 
Oh no no! Oh, there's a week in. Be- oh no! Back power. back to back chunky weeks. The twelfth and the nineteenth. We may dub have to dub this the summer of chunky. Everybody, <laughs> just like uh, George Costanza declared it the summer of George. I think this is going to be the summer of chunky. Just, uh, we can hope at just, least. Just might be. Um, and then the next week we got serial gone. Or Gane, which is what I think it should be, but I think he goes by Gain. Um, versus Alexander Volkov in the heavyweight battle. Not a guy chunky, unfortunately. Uh, heavyweights, usually you can get at least one of them chunky, but not. Uh, what do you think the odds are on this one, quickly? Uh, I'm going Gain, slight favorite, negative 135. Yeah, there you go. Right in there. 136 is the lowest, up to 152 or something is, is where we're seeing that one. So... Um, that should be a fun one. Um, I want to say number one contender, but the heavyweight division is such a mess. Who know, Now that these guys are going to get a title shot anytime soon, probably. So, so John Jones announced that he's going to take at least another year to get ready to fight a heavyweight. I take it you saw that. Yeah, yeah. I saw that, and I just don't – what is he doing? Like, this, And this is a tangent we could take. We could talk about this one because, like, yes. don't, don't get me wrong. I understand he's in a weird no-man's land in that division right now, right? Like, they're going to book – Francis, originally it was going to be him. He clearly outpriced himself. The UFC is going to play hardball. But, like, is disappearing for a year going to make the UFC, like, want to pay him more? No, like, like Francis Naganu is going to keep selling pay-per-views like nothing. And if he keeps knocking people's heads into, a, you know, the third row of the arena, Dana White is just going to laugh to the bank as he, as he just, like, prints him money. Would it be a bigger fight against John Jones? Sure, it'd be a bigger fight against John Jones. Does he need John Jones? Probably not. It seems like a very weird business move on John Jones's part. Yeah, I don't know if this is just posturing. Or, and he didn't delete the tweet. Usually, he deletes these yeah, uh, tweets that, that, he, that's uh, usually, that he wants. That, to. That's usually only when he like directly insults somebody. So now he's uh, the threats stay around. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if this is because him and Dana are playing their uh, negotiating through the media game that that Dana loves to play, especially. Um, I don't know if that's just a case uh, of this uh, or not. But um, he he's one of those strange cases where you could argue he's the greatest to ever fight. Plus, he's the guy who squandered his talent the most, which is very two polar opposites. But I think you could probably say it's true. Yeah, how how can it be both of those things? But God, it a hundred percent is. Because we could have seen yeah. him fight ten more times somewhere, right? Like, and yeah. and probably have wins over you know guys like Stipe, right? Like, all right, so that's enough. I think that's enough talk of John Jones. He um, he craves attention, and we're just giving him more attention because I know he listens to us. I know <laughs> you're listening, John. All right, then we you having fun with this? Should we keep going? Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I I like this because I'm getting to see. I'm also like looking up and down these cards as we go too, and I'm I'm hitting. Yeah. Ones that I'd forgotten are happening too, because we got a Shavkat Rachmanov fight too, which is right up there with uh, Yan Shaunan is one of my favorite names to say. Uh, there you go, Sh- see Dan- Shavkat Rachmanov. Dan is a hardcore. He's talking about Kanako Murado and Shavkat Makarov, <laughs> and Shavkat Rachmanov, Rachmanov. Um, yeah, he's a hardcore. He's not just uh, casual. He's going to drop in for UFC 264, which is the next big Do you want to give a shot at Sumu Derji before we move on to? Sumu Derji? That one's not that okay. hard. Sumu Derji. Shavkat Rachmanov is worse when you, Shavkat. especially when you back it up with, with Kanako Murata. Kanako Murata, Shavkat yeah. Rachmanov. Uh, 
Yeah, that was a problem there. Um, all right, so Poye McGregor 3, that, speaking of casuals. Not oh, there's anything wrong with you casuals that are listening. Um, the sport needs all the fans it can get. Um, and we need all the ear, ear holes we can get for this podcast. So we got Poye McGregor 3. Uh, going to be in Vegas, like everything else, but it's actually going to be in the T-Mobile arena. They're actually going to make some money off this one and pack some people in. Um, so, yeah, this is part three of their... I guess you would say this is the rubber match because they both have a win. Uh, I'm sure we've gone through the odds before, but where do you think the odds stand now oh for this God, one? Oh, my God. Has Connor become more of a favorite than he already was? <laughs> I can't. Was he, was he a huge favorite when we spoke? He wasn't a huge time? favorite, but he was a favorite, was a favorite and, right? and that was yeah. already ridiculous, and I assume it's continuing that way. So maybe he's up to minus 130. Okay, let me see. Open, minus 140. And now you can get it in between minus 109 and minus 125. So some same people have been betting on doesn't oh, that's well. That's good to hear. Uh, it's still crazy that that Connor remains a favorite in a fight he just lost. But you know, so it goes. Yeah. So, like, I, I believe this is the advice we gave when this fight was announced months ago or whatever. If you want to bet on Poye, hold off. Uh, wait till we get closer to the banks. Number's probably going to get even more skewed in his favor. You can get him now at plus number, which you, you may want to dip a bit there. But if you, uh, I would probably say hold off on on dropping uh, dropping the full bat until you get right up close to fight week and people, people fans realize this is happening. So um, I think we both also said Poye, it, it, it's going to be the same result. Poye's beating McGregor in this one. I think so. Um, you know, like, oh, I, I will say, damn, so I, I've listened to a couple of analysts who gave me good reasons to, to think that Connor is going to make changes, and I, I don't know. Yeah. Connor is such a freaking puzzle. He's such an enigma yeah. um, that it at least gives me pause before I I go all in. Let's let's change the focus. Tai Tuivasa's fat, and he's on this card too. <laughs> wow, Dan came right out and said fat, and he's fighting the uh, man of the people, Greg Hardy. Oh yeah, everybody um, loves some. Everybody loves Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy. Uh, he, I'm, a... I'm going to share this fact. The most scared I've ever been in a stadium was uh, Greg Hardy's. Was it his U- yeah, it was his UFC debut. Um, I was live covering that in Brooklyn and uh he landed in an eagle illegal knee, got DQ'd uh against Alan Crowder, and I was like positive I was gonna get hit in the head with a beer bottle as Greg Hardy was walking out with somebody trying to duff him. Um it's like the most angry I've seen a crowd in a good good amount of time. There you go. Um, we're getting back to those times again, Dan. Crowds are angry. Angry mobs are coming back. <laughs> it's uh, society's nature is healed, everybody. Um, this kind of, I guess they could add more fights because we're still a couple, about a month and a half out. But as per usual, um, they don't stack the McGregor card because they don't have oh, to. Don't, and why spend? I don't know. It, it, it's all right, but but it, it's not stacked with with big names. They don't put. Uh, Actually, I was going to say multiple title fights, but they don't have to put any title fights because this is not for a title. Um, what I'm saying is that there's no need to spend money on high-priced fighters or champions or people like, who who get a cut of the pay-per-view because you've already got Conor McGregor. So you got Gilbert Burns versus Stephen Thompson, which I think probably at this point is going to be the co-main event. They probably got to make which, good money at this point, right? Which you, yeah. of course, can find out at MMA-Manifesto.com oh, if you would listen, like to. <laughs> listen to this guy. Um 
It's true, but but they're not getting pay per view points, true. which is which is the, the key here. Uh, Poirier and McGregor would uh, at this point, but but not those guys. So the UFC can keep more of the pie. So that, that's a good fight. Um, let me see what else. Ryan Hall's making his debut. I'm sure uh, not his debut. He's well, it feels like his, his debut. His re 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 debut. His re 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 debut. I'm sure Dan's a fan of his because he's. I am, but I also like right? Aaliyah Tapuria too. Uh, yeah, he's that's he's fighting. Uh, and any Georgian uh, fighter right now sticks out as being fun as hell. There you go. Um, Brad, Brad Tavares, who Dan showed a strange level of hate for and knowledge <laughs> of um, a few fights, uh, a few podcasts ago. Uh, Tui Vasa versus Hardy. Um, Sean O'Malley versus Luis Molka. Um, Irene Aldana versus Yana Kunitskaya. That could be a number one contender fight, right? Yeah. I, I would also say you're missing one of my favorite fighters on this whole card, and that's Sean Brady is uh, back oh, on the yeah. stage fighting Kevin yeah. Lee. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Lee's going back to welterweight, yeah. Which seems just like the – also, like, let's talk about Kevin Lee in, in welterweight for two seconds because you know, he made the choice to go to welterweight a while ago, and he lost to Hafeil Dondos. Up at, right. up at welterweight, right? Because it was like, oh, it's really hard against guys who can wrestle at welterweight when they're big and heavy. And then he goes back to welterweight and they give him the meanest crap where they can fucking find. <laughs> right? Like, Sean Brady. Yeah, it's weird. Sean Brady is like RDA, like, 7.0. He's like what happens when RDA evolves into uh, a bigger Jits monster than he already is. So... Um, and plus more muscles. Like, his, his back looks like it has room for seven or eight tattoos on it. Um, yeah, it seems like such a like – it's like they hate Kevin Lee for some reason. And he's in the UFC, so he will surely have seven or eight tattoos on his back. He's got, like, a big – is it a big devil's head or something on his back? He's got some kind of big crazy so. tattoo on his back. I've realized I pay I, – I notice tattoos, but I don't ever pay attention to what they are. Oh, um, I've realized. I've, uh, I've got a good data been. bank of them in my head. I know the, the sledgehammer. Um, I guess now Volkov has changed it, but he used to have a big stingray on his back, um, which seems like a weird move for a Russian fighter. I like, thought you were going to say Sting, the wrestler, which would be fun. <laughs> yeah, he's, got a, he's just got Sting's face <laughs> blown up on his back. Surfer Sting. A crow Sting on his back. Yeah, that seems like a bad, no, I, bad I, tattoo. <laughs> Uh, I do remember the Johnny Cash tattoo uh, on Alan Belcher. You know, um, what did you think? It, I, I always ask people this when they bring up the Johnny Cash tattoo uh, on Alan Belcher. <laughs> what did you think it was first? <laughs> yeah, I'm not um, – because he kind of has like a pompadour in it, doesn't he? Yeah. Like he is – it doesn't really – yeah, I can't remember what I thought, but yeah, it – didn't exactly me, me, scream out Johnny me Cash. And, so. Me and my older brother were convinced it was Muhammad Ali. <laughs> yeah, I can see that for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I noticed tattoos like that. Like I remember back when gyms were open here, and I could work out. I a girl there had like uh, I think she had Johnny Cash also on one leg, and then she had like David Bowie, Aladdin, Sane tattoo on her other leg, which was very cool. But um, but yeah, regardless, I don't pay much attention to what. What about uh, I'm, I'm going to but... share all my favorite tattoos now. What about all right, here what, we go. what about Darren Till's ex girlfriend on his own shoulder? Oh, that's right. He yeah. does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is, yeah. That's it's so brutal. That's that's so um, on. On, uh, on brand, brand for him, though. yeah, and, and I think that's why he doesn't get rid out. of it, right? Like that's just like, yeah. yup, this is a dumb thing I did. Yeah, he's he's very uh, not thought out. He's very 
Oi, he's very uh, British, um, you could say. So, <laughs> You're, Are um, you insulting British fans now? Because no. I thought that's the only thing I was going to do today. Well, we just had a British – we just had, what, Victoria Day. We're uh, – yesterday, we're total. We're pro, pro-Britain here in Canada, obviously. <laughs> we're, we spell things with you, so no, I definitely would never. Um, never do that. So what else we got? Um, I think – actually, I think that might be it for all the big – Big, oh no, um, no no no! You you are are mistaken. That is not it for big events. Amanda Nunes versus Julian Pena. No 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 no. So you you my friend, just look at it. You my friend are not trolling on Twitter while we're recording, which I, I definitely am not either. Uh, but Brett Okamoto, as we were oh. recording, uh, what did he re- just uh, announced the actual main event for the July seventeenth main event. It is not Marion Renault versus Misha Tate. That will likely be the Aww. co-main event. Instead, the main event is going to be Yair Rodriguez versus Max Holloway in a five-round oh, featherweight fight, which will fantastic. certainly be um, the death of Yair Rodriguez, but uh, will be much more fun to watch. Man, that's that's very fun. Yeah. I like that very much. I wonder what the uh, – well, obviously, there's no odds yet. So. It should be <laughs> Max Holloway negative 800. Like, oh, are you a, like, yeah, are you Mark for Mr. Holloway? I, I mean, I I like Max Holloway. I think he's the second best featherweight in the world, uh, just behind uh, Volkanovski. Because I I yeah. this is maybe a hot take too. I scored both fights for Volkanovski, um, and I think uh, Yair Rodriguez coming off of maybe a USADA suspension, although we don't have the proper answer there, and just like I mean, like he's flashy for the sake of being flashy, and it works sometimes, but like good technical striking or good wrestling always seems to perplex him a little bit. Um, and I think Max Holloway is the perfect person to perplex him in a very bad way. Nick, he always seems, uh, Holloway seems like, okay, he, he's done, like he's punch drunk like that, but he keeps putting up performances where he can't really say he's done. I feel so um, bad for Calvin Cater, who we haven't seen since that happened, right? Like he's still yeah, out and yeah. I'm like, Man, it, it just seems like he got rattled really bad in that fight. Yeah, he definitely got rattled really bad there. You you know where you won't get rattled? Over at Underdog Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good, very smooth. Well played. If you haven't played Underdog Fantasy, you have to check out our Fantasy Best Ball tournament. It's the best around, including the Best Ball Mania 2 tournament, where you can win a million dollars. Plus, you can play a number of games involving parlaying player props. I always have to say that twice, parlaying player props. For MLB, the NBA, and more. They also have a special NBA playoffs best ball tournament, which are on as we speak. So go to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN. And don't forget to enter their best ball mania 2 tournament for your chance to win a million dollars. That's underdog fantasy promo code SGPN. Um, I was thinking we should, we we're going to like break down our like um, strategies and stuff, but we've already gone, what, 45 minutes? We don't even need to do that. We can save that for the next podcast because we have. Another podcast um, that we have to fill time for, for you lovely people coming up on Sunday. Uh, I was going to, lastly, just go down and check out all the title fights that we have for all the different weight classes. Make sure we didn't miss any. So we've got Nagano is still up in the air. Do you think it's going to be Dana White threatening is going to be Derek Lewis? Do you think that's what's going to happen probably? I think it actually is going to be Derek Lewis. Especially Don Jones hiring new management right now. Uh, to read and mention that and that whole diatribe on him. He hired, what, a Golden Boy? Uh, like, the uh, the former former CEO of Golden Boy. 
Yeah, who Dana White hates Oscar Del Although he said really stuff. nice things about the former CEO of Golden Boy, maybe because oh, he got away from Oscar De La Hoya. Maybe that's maybe. what uh, Dana's pumped about. But he, I, I he, thought this was, uh, he was Jones, very flattering. Uh, no, I thought this was Jones. Uh, um, Jones sticking it to uh, the UFC. Wouldn't it be amazing if Derek Lewis won the title? Like that would be the greatest thing ever. Derek Lewis, the UFC champion, would be like the greatest thing ever. I think yeah, it was my my eyes. Uh, the, Derek Lewis a few years ago when he used to fight differently would have been better, but it still would be a lot of fun right now. I I do think it would be fun. I love Francis though. I, yeah, I, that's Francis that's my problem. More, it, Francis is more worthy, but Derek Lewis is just it has way to be at, too fun. When it has to be at the expense of Francis, I'm not for it. Uh, yeah, I, I like Francis too much. Because Francis has been on Dan's podcast before. I haven't heard him recently though, Dan. So maybe it's time you. Uh, yeah, you I'll know, see if I can you get him on over the Derek phone. Lewis. Yeah, I can see if I can get him on the phone. But <laughs> oh, he's I, big time in you now, is he? I feel like he's a little bit more big time. You know, they all get like I had Israel Adesanya on my show three times. He yeah, also right. yeah. just doesn't pick up his phone all the time anymore. Yeah, um, well, I don't. I don't judge people for that. Like, dude, if you used to do every single podcast uh, yeah. when you made your UFC debut, because I had Izzy on before he made his UFC debut, uh, like that's cool. And now you don't want to do it anymore. That's also cool. So. And it's not um, even them. It's not even them at this point. When you get that big, they have you know uh, your your teams their booking managers all this for you. Have so, managers, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so we got that. Uh, I, I know the first fight was a dud, but I am I, I'm down to see that fight again. I don't think the second one's going to be a dud. No, I don't think so either. I, I think that would be fun. And then we got um, Blackwitch is fighting to share coming up in what the fall i guess that would be probably by this point because we yeah. went through most it's of the summer september i believe yeah and blokovic is probably gonna kill the old man which is sad but i think dan's dan's probably leaning to share i think i think he mentioned uh, that you uh, like his uh, chances I, I do like his chances probably more than the odds will suggest but yeah because uh, because i think blankovic has been out wrestled right like i i know yeah. like we just watched him win by wrestling but like people are short to forget that like Alexander Gustafson out wrestled Jan Blankovic, right? Like he's coming back. He's gonna be a beast. He claims to <laughs> Alexander. Gustafson. Oh no! He, out, is he actually? Is he gonna be a heavyweight again? Oh, who knows? Yeah, he that, lost to. Uh, yeah, that was that was funny. He lost Fabrizio to Fabrizio uh, Verdum. Fabrizio Verdum. Yeah, fun. I got um, that fight really wrong. We weren't doing. This we both did. Yet. Yeah. Oh, were, you, we were, were doing, we doing this podcast? I, I, th- I think we were. I think we both got that wrong because we're up to episode forty-one, everybody. So we've, we've been going going strong for a while now. So um, the middleweight, we got Adesanya versus Vittori, which we spoke up already. Welterweight, Usman. Yeah, who's Usman going to fight next? I. Uh, they're probably going to wait, right? Because he just fought what last month. They're probably going to. Seems fresh wait though, right? He just knocked yeah. somebody silly. Um, they got Burns. They got Burns and Wonderboy coming up. Um, I think I if Wonderboy looks thing. impressive in that, he can leapfrog. The the thing is, is that Dana seems to keep hinting that Colby Covington's next. But like, oh right, yes, yes. But yes. Col- what has Colby Covington done? Right, sat like, on the sidelines. He sat on the sidelines. He beat Tyron Woodley, and he appeared in seven different Bang Energy Drink commercials. Like that doesn't scream title shot to me. <laughs> Said some racist things because he thinks it'll get him heat, brother. Yeah, and like it, that's not no. I'm just it's bad I, heat. I, 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 I get it. Go away heat. I will say this though, like bad heat, not doing enough. He did give Usman his best fight. Yes, he did. So it yeah. is interesting, but like go beat 
if you are truly the guy to beat Kamara Usman, you should also probably be able to beat Michael Chiesa. So just go beat Michael Chiesa and line it back up um, instead of appearing in another Bang Energy Drink commercial. Boy, I guess we're not getting that sponsor anytime soon. Sorry, uh, Sean Ryan, but no Bang sorry, Energy Drink. Sorry, Bang Energy Drink. <laughs> uh, sorry, bosses, but uh, Dan's uh, made sure we're not going to get that sponsor. Too um, much Bang slander. <laughs> exactly. Edward, I, I guess we're overlooking Leon Edwards because that's, that's what people do. They overlook Leon yeah, Edwards. Yeah. But if, I didn't if even he, think of him. I'm going to be real honest. <laughs> he, exactly. He seems set up like uh, – he. Not that beating Nate Diaz is a huge deal at this point, especially. But if he did it violently, yeah. Um, if he was a beast and a savage in there, yeah. But but um, this would be a way to propel him into a into a title title shot. You'd think um, if if he wins and doesn't uh, eye poker, kicking the grind or whatever other things that could cause him to be disqualified. Um, then Charles Oliveira just won and. We figure he's going to get, what, Connor or Dustin probably next? Yeah, I, I assume it's the winner of this one, right? Like, that's yeah. that's why Dustin agreed to fight Connor again, get the bag in before he gets the strap. Listen to the bag and strap. Listen to this guy. Get the bag before you get the strap. <laughs> um, Alexander Volkanovsky will be fighting Brian Ortega. They're coaching the ultimate fighter because that's just what we want. We want the ultimate fighter back. I um, hot take. I was gonna say you're probably a fan, right? I'm a fan. You watch yep. everything. I love. I love <laughs> the Ultimate Fighter. My wife loves the Ultimate Fighter. She's not even. I mean, she's a fight fan, but she's not even that big of a fight. She loves the Ultimate Fighter. She's all gone right. back and watched all the old seasons and stuff. No like, way. Yeah, she and, and like oh. loves the same seasons as I do. Like season seven with uh, Amir Sadala. It's such a good yes. season. <laughs> Amir Sadala, yes. Rampage uh, kicks like four doors in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the good old days. Um, so yeah, we got that too. Do you know when that's debuting? Because I don't. Pay uh, June June first. Uh, oh, so when our next episode soon. airs, you'll be you'll be oh, boy. listening to it while you watch it. Dan can give us, uh, or, or maybe your wife can come on and give us a review of each episode. That would be, uh, that could be a, new, a new feature. A new uh, segment. Except your pay is not going to go up. You guys still have to share the same amount of money I, I, uh, I divvy out to you or the boss divvy out to you. Um, but, yeah, it will, maybe that will bring in some female listeners if we have a female talking about uh, reality shows. Um, then we got, what, Jan and Sterling, I guess, are going to rematch, you think? It's weird that it hasn't been announced yet. Yeah, I, I think uh, some of it is probably Aljo um, making sure he's healed up, A, and yeah. also playing the game a little bit. Um, he definitely is doing that. Yeah, and I know people hate it, but, like, like what what was he going to do? He was never going to come out of this looking good, right? Like, no. it's, it's not his fault either, but nobody exactly. at the end of the day was going to be like, whoa, Aljermaine Sterling. So, like, you got two options, just, like, Rub it in as worst as you possibly can and get the heat for it. Like, I actually appreciate this heat compared to Colby Covington's heat. Lean into it. Lean into right. it. Right. Um, then Flyweight, uh, Demetrius Johnson defended the belt a lot, um, in case anybody wondered. <laughs> All his defenses are listed here on Wikipedia. Like, wow, he defended it 11 times. Uh, I remember that guy. Against um, everybody, too. Against from, everybody. From real contenders and, to Chris Cariasso. Like, <laughs> and Don, Dan and I appreciated it, even though no one else seemed to pay attention to him. Uh, the hardcores uh, appreciated it every time he fought. Um, Davisa Figueredo, we know who he's fighting. He's fighting Brandon Moreno, and we think he's going to win. Uh, the women's side, Amanda Nunes, who knows about featherweight. If she feels like fighting next, uh, it could be Norma DeMont, Dan even suggested, which isn't. As much of a funny thing as it sounds. 
Uh, she she's got quite a few abandonweight um, defenses. Also, next one if she does the next one uh, successfully, she will tie Ronda Rousey. Um, so Nunes is fighting Juliana Pena, who's right place, right time situation. I think we both think Nunes is going to slaughter her in that spin, correct? Yeah. Yep. Hopefully, uh, I, hopefully not figuratively, but literally, I mean, hopefully, uh, just um, um, figuratively, not literally. We don't want anyone to get you slaughtered. Thank you very much. Yeah, and I, I think she she just doesn't have the right skill set to fight her here. Like, right? Like, is she gonna take Nunes down? Like, I don't think so. All right, I'm setting Dan up for something here. Women's flyweight. Who's Valentina Shevchenko fight next, Dan? The winner of Lauren Murphy and Yo- oh. uh, Yo- Joanne Calderwood. Yeah. You sure it shouldn't just be Lauren Murphy? I mean, it should have been, but now that she's uh-huh. already booked against Joanne Calderwood, just I mean, whoever comes out on top of that one, I'm fine with. I mean, Calderwood already had a title shot, and she squandered it by fighting again and being like a good company woman in that that way. Um, but like. And I, I think Murphy probably should have earned one already, too. So whoever beats the other one definitely has earned one. Do you think this is going to happen, though? More than likely, um, probably. Yeah, I, I can't think of anybody else at, at yeah. Flyweight who sticks out as being, like, the hotter, trendy pick, right? Like, yep. like, like Andrade probably wasn't more deserving than... than Laura Murphy? Murphy, but uh, <laughs> you know who I was gonna say, Laura Murphy. But like at the same time, she was like trendy because she was like new to the division. She had a big finish, and she, you know, the excitement was there. So I, there, there's somebody who could leapfrog her, but like I don't even see anybody who's ready to leapfrog her at this point. Right. I hope Laura Murphy realizes how much of a stand you are for her on this podcast. Um, I know she. I know she's been on your other podcast, but I hope she listens to every every podcast run. Um, hopefully one, one of the three people who one of the three on, people on my hope, all hopefully her, her husband doesn't listen and think that you're you're a creep he's a we, beast have you ever seen him grapple side note no he's is a, he a he's killer a, he's a killer i no. i want to say jiu-jitsu black belt but if not black then brown i think black belt and he's been on a whole bunch of those flow grappling shows the like uh right. um fight to wins and stuff like that and he's pretty damn good so, um, yeah, with all the creepy things in your phone, I uh, wouldn't want you uh, being fixated on my wife. But nonetheless, let's move on. Women, women's strawweight, uh, Rose Nama Yunus, we were talking about this last week. We think it should it should be Carla Esparza, right? I but is it going to be? I 100% think it will be. The narrative's there. Yeah, the, the performance is more recent. Uh, why not? Yeah, yeah it, and it's amazing. That I think you laid this out last podcast. Seven years later, um, that this, the two women who started it um, – could be fighting for the belt again, which was uh, which is pretty crazy. It's crazy to me that it's been seven years. It does not seem like Strawweight's been around seven years, but it in fact has. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's crazy also because it, you're right. It doesn't feel like it's been that the division is that old. But in the same sense, like think about the evolution. Like it seems like Rose Namajunas has been around for 15 years uh, in how much she's developed in that time. So yeah, yeah, it, it feels like. It's simultaneously been no time in an infinite amount of time. But BMF isn't listed here. Well, who's who's fighting for the BMF title next? That's what I want to know. Wait, Who wait. even has it? I guess uh, Kamaru Usman had it. Kamaru Usman had it. Usman housed him twice. Uh, should he not uh, have a fewer fights? That's how uh, they used to, Hogan used to lose in non-title fights. But, uh, yeah, so there you go. Um, 
Can you imagine getting your head punched in that hard and still claiming that you're the baddest motherfucker? Yeah. <laughs> what a wild well, claim. Well, the Rock, the Rock gave him the ballot. Come on, Rock is not a liar. He's going to be your president soon, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> president it's Johnson, so, everybody. It's so funny, but it's not. It's a little funny. <laughs> it, wouldn't be, it wouldn't be that worse than – you've had worse. Let's just say that, okay? <laughs> he, he, he seems like a nice enough guy. You've had worse. Um, all right, before we go into um, – politics and lose half our listening base as uh, as michael jordan said republicans buy shoes too everybody so um that's a famous michael jordan quote which he may not have ever really said but regardless it was before dance time he doesn't know what to talk about i'm sure so um let's put this to bed episode 41 is going out to you dirk Nowitzki. um before we hopefully something exciting happens in the next few days then we'll have more hot content for you on sunday but even if if it's not uh Anything uh, earth-shattering happening, we will come with you, uh, come to you with another quality podcast Sunday. That is our guarantee here at the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. In the meantime, make sure you follow us on Twitter. I gave you a dance handle earlier. All you Brits, get at him and tell him how you love Leon Rocky Edwards, and he's super exciting. Uh, that would be Gumby Vreeland. And don't get at me about anything. I'm at Jeff Fox, writer. Um, read our stuff on sportsgummypodcast.com. Dan's working on an article on the craziest baseball injuries, which seems every day I, I'm able to send him another article. Hey, look, this guy hurt himself ripping his jersey off. So it's uh, <laughs> always something fun. My son was asking me about all the craziest baseball injuries, so I said, you just wait for this article. It's going to be good. we got people having nightmares of spiders falling through tables and people playing balls and passing out in showers and like I said, ripping the jersey off and what, fracturing their finger, I think. And I have him on my fantasy team, so I'm real happy about that. Yeah, and and the Braves lost one earlier this year. Walker, you know, punched a brick wall because he thought that might help his pitching career. So, yeah. And guess who else has on his fantasy team? Me! He's on my, <laughs> in, in another league, I'm in. He's on my fantasy team, so I'm getting nailed by all these baseball injuries, let me tell you. Um, so you can read that. Um, read all their other great stuff there. Obviously, we, we're deep into the NBA playoff uh, coverage. So we got lots of awesome player prop articles and um, I broke down both conferences heading into the playoffs. I think I had the Clippers winning in five games. So I think I slipped up there since they're down to nothing at this point. Uh, I don't think they're going to win in five games. I think that mathematically is not possible at the time. So um, check out our stuff there. Um, check out our stuff at MMA-Manifesto.com. Listen to Top Turtle MMA Podcasts. Listen to the prelim picker, not this week, because it will not be on this week. And I suggested that he um, retires the podcast because he's not going to top the last episode, which I was the, the co-host on. So um, I hope you're still considering that. I, I uh, was, but then I remembered my sponsor would be pretty bummed about and that's that. That's true. Yep. Dan is all about the money, everybody. <laughs> all about the money. All right. Um, and hopefully, um, what else we have? Um Oh, I just got a text that the uh, Trey Young is bald chant is going over big in uh, Madison Square Gardens. Um, that's the new chant the Knicks fans decided they're going to get over is Trey is going bald, and apparently it's um, going getting on like wildfire. So, do you know what I'm talking about, Dan? You know, I, Trey Young. I do know Trey Young. Uh, that's that's an interesting and, move to try to make him mad, though, yes. because I'm pretty sure you make him mad. He's gonna torch the Knicks, right? Like exactly. Yeah. Trey, Trey is balding. I'm sorry. The the, the uh, there's printouts. I think oh, the Trey handed, is, handed. Trey is balding. Trey it's got a nice. Balding. Yeah, it's got a nice cadence to it. <laughs> yes. Um. And yeah, someone sent out a actually there's an actual printout. I think people were handing out at the game. 
Um, today, tonight's chant is Trey's balding at only 22 years old. Trey's hair is thinning at an alarmingly fast pace, and he has a bald spot forming on the crown of his head. This is very in depth. This will be a much more effective chant to take advantage of home court and throw Trey off his game. Yeah, it's going to throw him off his game for sure. Um, just like um, reminds me of the Simpsons kids chanting Daryl, Daryl, but that actually did work. Daryl ended up crying on the Simpsons Joe Strap race. Right, that's my last tangent. Um, I can't remember what to talk about. But, uh, follow Twitter, listen to Dan's podcast, read all her stuff. Um, and I think that is all I have to say. Is there anything that I forget, Dan? No, you, it's been long enough. You, you nailed it all. You got all the good stuff, especially yep. one Simpsons reference in there. Exactly. We should. Every episode should have a Simpsons reference. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe we'll have a new... Uh, a new segment on the podcast, everybody. But at this point, it's 10 o'clock, and I haven't eaten dinner yet, so, and Dan is stinky and sweaty. Are you not, Dan? Yeah, I'm going to go finish a run. <laughs> there you go. All right. So um, should I say bye this time, or do you want to say bye? Do you have something planned? I have nothing planned again. I mean, I'll, I'll let you I'll let you take this one. Okay. Um, thank you for listening. I am Jack Sox, a.k.a. Jack Sachs, a.k.a. Jeff Fox. He was Daniel Gumby Reland, a.k.a. Go-Go Reland, a.k.a. King of the Go-Go Plata Reland. And thanks for coming to the podcast, and we'll catch your ear holes next time on Sunday. Bye-bye.